0: to the false neutral this is episode number 70 it's eric and garrett coming at you and it's been a while since we've had two of us together so how's it
1: going yeah it's going pretty good it feels like an eternity since we've done a podcast together
0: yeah it has i just i know well I, I was traveling and doing some stuff and i know you've been busy with family and new semester in school and stuff so
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah but it's good to be back it is um well, let's talk about you first. What you, what have you, what exactly have you been up to? And then, plus, you got some other, well, not so exciting stuff going on in the area that might be limiting yeah. some of
1: your fun. Well, yeah, I took my wife on only her second motorcycle ride since, well, in her lifetime, but also since we've been together. Um, once early on in our relationship, I took her on a motorcycle ride, and um, I, I finally convinced her to go on another one. Uh, just a few weeks ago, which is a big deal. She, I, I don't. She's not scared of motorcycles. She's just certain that we're gonna get hit by a car or something when when we're riding. And um, also, like the whole the whole thing about leaning in a turn. She likes to be completely upright, vertical, just like you're in a car. You know, like she doesn't like the whole lean to turn thing. So, um, but I got her on the bike. Uh, it was actually a pretty good ride and. The big fire that we have in the gorge um, around Cascade locks uh, we we kind of watched that fire start, so it was this that same day that weekend, labor Day weekend we went on our ride We were going to our cabin, uh, which is on Mount Hood, which is just on the other side of the hill, basically from where that fire is starting. And um, we're riding out in the gorge and I start to see some smoke developing on the other side of the river. We were on the Washington side and the fire started on the Oregon side. But I start to see some, some smoke and it's getting worse and worse as we're getting into the gorge. And by the time we were... You know, directly across from the fire you could see the flames I mean, they're 100 feet tall just like these really weird looking flame bursts it, it almost looked like explosions going off because it'd be this big fireball just but i think it was the winds and the way that it drives the fire really dramatic looking but we kind of watched the whole thing get going and uh, didn't realize how big it would get but now it's really impacting a huge amount of people and area and Luckily, our cabin's not uh, too close to it where it's affected. Um, But, yeah, there's definitely a lot of people that are, so that's too bad. But, yeah, but at any rate, uh, so my wife, she successfully (laughs) had our our good ride trip, so um, that was pretty good. Um, I got her some new gear before we went on our trip. I went to Cycle Gear, and because it's, you know, right at that time where, you know, summer is kind of turning into fall and I was hoping to find some good deals and boy did I <laughs> so they had uh this kind of like scratch and dent section and I found a helmet that was marked down from 200 bucks to 39.99 oh, wow. because it had the most minute scratch on it I mean like it took me a long time to find it Uh, but yeah, so I got a, just a killer deal on a helmet for my wife. And then also they were, uh, they had this, um, some jackets on sale that are like summer type riding jackets that are, you know, that kind of like mesh Kevlar, Mm -hmm. but it had a really, actually a really nice thermal liner that zipped into it, which could make it a good fall riding jacket. And that was on sale from 150 bucks also to 39 so for 80 wow. bucks I wow. came out of that store with a brand new helmet brand new jacket for my wife I was so excited good brands uh well it's a HJC helmet okay. and then the so just one of their like you know pretty much entry-level helmets CL22 and then,
0: or whatever the current model is or something yeah
1: yeah and uh gosh I don't remember what brand the jacket is now but um, you know, it's got armor in yeah. it, and it's got everything that a jacket should have. Uh, yeah, and, I mean, for 40 bucks, Oh, yeah, I mean,
0: <laughs> who cares at that point, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, even yeah. if you use it once and throw it away, it's almost worth it, right?
1: Yeah, well, you know, I'm confident in its ability to protect. It's not like I'm skipping out on a nice jacket. It's a good jacket, and it just happened to be exceptionally cheap. they just... I went in on the right day. Yeah. You know, they still... They had a few things in her size... Um, You know, but like it was pretty much if I hadn't gone in that day, then there would have been nothing left. So, yeah, that worked out. Cycle gear. Thank you. <laughs> Did you take the, the Yamaha? Yep. Yeah. So I ended up uh, putting rear foot pegs back on it. Uh, I bought it without rear foot pegs i mean it it came with a bike but the the old man that i got it from just had a rear seat cowl and took the the rear foot pegs off of it and um and i intended it to stay that way because i don't usually ride with a passenger but um we were gonna go up to the cabin with my friend and he was bringing his girlfriend on the bike and uh you know another couple who were riding too and so my wife really just wanted to drive there and meet um but no i talked her into riding and so i um we rode the fc1 and i put the foot pegs back on it and the rear seat so i'll probably leave it that way just in case she wants to cruise around a little bit more she doesn't want to but maybe i could talk her into it it's <laughs> wear her down little by little right yeah well we went up uh on mount hood uh there's timberline lodge which um is the the lodge is actually shown in the movie the shining um, like the outside view of the lodge and the shining that's timberline okay. and um, it's this really 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 windy road to get from the pass level up to the lodge Um, it's like a nice smooth paved road but they're all like 15 or 20 mile an hour corners and so we were going just exactly that speed which on a motorcycle feels like were crawling and she, like every time we would approach a turn she'd like squeeze on really tight just like we're about <laughs> to fly off the edge of the mountain and like i don't think i could have gone any slower and stayed <laughs> upright but yeah so i don't know she did good i uh
0: i, I understand my uh, my wife has ridden on a motorcycle with me once um this is when we i think trying to think we'd been together a year and a half Maybe two years, maybe not quite two years. Anyways, so we went out to, um, the Bay Area to visit some friends and, um, just do touristy things out there for a week vacation. Mm-hmm. And a friend of mine lent me, well, at the time he had about 18 motorcycles. I think he's down to about seven, but that's cause he, yeah. he can't really, he got in a really bad accident, um, mm. and almost died. This is, I don't know, six, seven years ago now. Um. He had, like, major back surgery and stuff. But anyway, so he had this, I want to say it was a 76 Honda Matic mm-hmm. with the, uh, yep. you know, two-speed automatic transmission. Yep. And uh, not exactly the fleetest of, of motorcycles to begin yeah. with. But it was fine because she had never really ridden on a motorcycle if she had this a long time ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's riding with me, and she's like, I'm just riding, and I'm not thinking too much of it i mean i'm being safe and careful whatever but you know, it's california so i'm splitting lanes and, and you yeah. know blah blah and we go up to uh mount diablo for those who kind of know the bay area know where i'm talking about mount diablo and just it's a cool ride um uh, great view from up there and we get back and she's like i don't know that i want to do that again i'm like what yeah. i was being <laughs> careful like that was careful like But, I I mean, I get it, like, probably like your wife, when you're used to having a cage around you all the time, when you're out, when you're just riding on a motorcycle, you feel so exposed, right?
1: Yeah. And, you know, it's, the the motorcycle, like, the the things that you experience on a bike are so much different than a car, where we were on the, the mountain pass, which is, you know, just with all the rest of the traffic, and, you know, doing about 50 miles an hour, and you know, it. if you're not used to a motorcycle, it feels like a, a lot faster. I mean, And we were going through a lot of sweeping corners. And there's, you know, you're in a lane and then there's a car right next to you. And when you hear and see a car without, like when you're not looking through glass, like you're on a motorcycle and there's a car right next to you, it's a lot different than when you're in your car and then you kind of notice there's a car next to you. Like, it's, it's frightening to somebody that's not used to it. And so... Uh, I was doing everything I could to make it as comfortable as possible, and she still just... She thought that was it. That was the end of her life, right? <laughs> right on <laughs> that ride. Yeah, it's...
0: Um, yeah, it's yeah, di- it, like, it's different. It, it is, is yeah, different,
1: yeah. So. Um, the, the dash went out on my friend's Aprilia. Oh, boy. Like... Um, the so this this uh the tac is just analog tac but everything else is in a display and the the display just went dark um and it was kind of intermittently having an issue and it finally just went completely black no display at all and so um Aprilia ended up warranting it so wow. yeah good on Aprilia it's a really expensive part I mean as you can imagine a whole new dash yeah. uh, cluster I'm sure if you had I to pay it out of
0: pocket it's probably two grand or something I yeah, would, I, would yeah I think
1: it, I think it is two grand um, so they warranted it he dropped it off they put a new one in and yeah no money out of pocket so that's uh, good And it, it, he didn't even buy the bike brand new he bought it with like 600 miles on it from uh another guy locally and um so even it was a used bike and they still warrantied it wow so yeah
0: that's really good
1: yeah and i think that has probably a lot to do with the dealership here um i think that the dealership is just a they're a really neat and good group of people and i think that they just you know take care of Everybody who bought an Aprilia from them, because the bike came from the local dealership. so okay, they knew it. So. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. and, and the I mean, guy there's so that, many
0: Aprilia. There's multiple Aprilia dealerships in town, right? I mean, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, the, the the guy that my friend bought it from, uh, they were looking for the second key and, for the bike, and he comes out with, like, a handful. There must have been 20 Aprilia keys, and, like, all modern Aprilia keys, not like, you know, there's one one that's 10 years old and it looks different no they're all they could have any one of them could have fit the bike because he will buy two or three different bikes in a year sell them buy <laughs> and and another and like he'll he goes through bikes like crazy um he's a doctor and he, like a pretty new doctor he's only in his 30s mm-hmm. uh lives by himself lives in a really modest house and just goes through motorcycles like Crazy and so yeah, that's uh, probably another reason why they warrantied the dash is because the guy that the bike originally came from yeah. buys a lot of Aprilias okay. from those dealerships. Yeah, so, yeah.
0: yeah, amazing! Amazing what happens when you spend a lot of money at a store. Yeah. How, how much better yeah. your service gets, right? right. <laughs>
1: okay, <No laughs> that's cool.
0: Um, have you had a chance to ride anything else lately, or? Uh
1: no i'm trying to think because i'm always writing something uh i haven't written anything different um yeah been wishing i could <laughs> yeah um yeah but no nothing new
0: i think last time we we talked i had found a electronic ignition system for mine which i need to order and mm-hmm probably in about 10 days I can because I just paid my quarterly taxes. So my bank account is, you know, (laughs) (laughs) going to Starbucks right now is like, that would, that, that's a bit of a luxury for, you know, go spend five bucks on a latte. Um, yeah, that's, and I'm also playing catch up, which is the other reason why I'm, you know, bank account doesn't look so good. So, uh, but hopefully I'll have it running. I'll have that done and then probably rebuild the carbs for the fifth time
1: just as the leaves fall off the trees yeah (laughs) you know just just in time to winterize it and put it away exactly (laughs) um so yeah i got that but
0: uh when i was up in canada to announce uh well as we're recording this like exactly a month ago um when i was doing working the pits on sunday sunday mornings i I work the pits and just you know on i'm on the mic and talking about what's going on and interview racers and Displays and stuff like that what's going on and they had a uh not a manufacturer's display but a area for vendor vendor dis, vendor area thank you that's what yeah. i'm looking for and they had two different i want to say it was two different motorcycle shops that were there one was a mixed dealership and the other one was just had yamaha's i'm going to say if it wasn't Yamaha Canada it was a Yamaha dealer anyways so I finally got a chance to look at and sit on some bikes that we've been talking about and recommending since like the beginning of the show, but I just haven't had a chance to to be around. Um, so, well, I'll get to the, that the other one in a second. So the, um, look, for the Yamaha stuff, the FZ07 is a really small bike. I was yeah. actually impressed with how small that bike was and mm-hmm. how light it is. It was, I want to say the dry weight on that thing was like well under 400 pounds
1: yeah and yeah well it should be because the fc09 uh even yeah dry is just barely over four
0: yep um but it was funny because the fc09 is like a physically much larger the, the 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 physical size difference between the seven and the nine is is a pretty decent size but the difference between like the nine and the ten they had there wasn't yes. a lot right right but, <laughs> um and then yeah, looking at the price even in Canadian money up there, it was like wow, that really is good value for money with the with the FCO seven. I mean, it's just it's smacking you in the face. how, Yeah, I think it was under like seven grand Canadian or
1: something. Yeah, well, and honestly, I like the styling of the FCO seven much better yes. than the FCO nine. Yes, uh, I really like how it has an actual tail section on it rather than like the FCO nine is just a seat. Yeah. Um that goes all the way back. The the FCO seven actually has some molded kind of bodywork with the, the passenger seat on top of it. And um also the headlights on it, everything, mm-hmm. the tank design is different. It just looks so much better. It does. Agreed. Yeah. I,
0: I, I wish they would take that styling and put it on the nine and even yeah. the ten. Um, oh yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah, the the ten is it's a little bit too Transformers. Yes,
0: exactly. Yeah. So the, it's like you you see the pictures you you described it. You see the pictures and then like as soon as you see it in person, you go, Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's very Transformers. But yeah,
1: um, but yeah, no. So the FCO seven is a really exciting bike. And uh, how did you actually get to sit on it and yep. feel the controls? And yeah. did it feel good for a full size adult
0: Absolutely. Like,
1: yeah, not too cramped or anything. No,
0: I mean you could. I don't know that you want to go touring on it, but you could. I mean it's yeah. it's comfortable. It seemed comfortable enough. I mean you may have to put a different seat on it or something, but mm-hmm. um yeah, with minimal changes, I think you that could be that literally could be a do everything kind of bike. Even like light track day, you know. Yeah. Yeah, track day kind Ooh. of thing, so um the other one that was interesting on two different levels was the R3. Uh-huh. So I was kind of impressed with the bike and I was sort of disturbed <laughs> at the bike mm-hmm. in the sense that, and I'm going off of memory now, but I think the R3 weighed more than the FZ07. Really? Yes. Like it was oh. like 370 pounds or 380 pounds. I'm like, how is it that heavy? And I'd yeah. have to go, I mean, someone someone's screaming into their mic right now or screaming at their in their car or whatever they're listening to this podcast going, no, 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 it's this and I didn't bother to look it up before it. But I just remembered looking at the number and going like, Wow, that seems kind of heavy. I mean, it was well over three hundred and fifty pounds, right? So hmm. yeah. um so that kind of threw me as that. But other than that it was cool. And then I decided because in Canada they the in the club series they're already racing um like ninja three hundreds, R threes, KTM three nineties. yeah. And they're going to take that to the National Series next year in Canada, which is kind of cool. They're working on the the rules and stuff. And I'm like, well, just for giggles, not that I'm going to go race the National Series in Canada, but if I wanted to go racing, this probably is a really good place to go in to start club racing again. Yeah, Yeah. What does an R3 cost? And around here, you can buy a used R3 all day. There's like seven of them on Craigslist for between $3,400 and $3,900. Yeah. And I'm just which like, that's is incredibly cheap. cheap. Right. Yeah. I, mean, I
1: daydream all day long about having a R3 track bike or a 300cc uh, level track yeah. bike. I, I think it would be so much fun. In fact, I would much rather have a 300cc track bike than a 600cc or larger. A, mo- bike. a
0: modern 600 bike, I think, would be well, sp- well on a couple levels for me. A, because of age and how long it's been since I've been on a track. You know, it's like that. That's probably a bit much to dive in. Yeah. Um, plus, then but, I mean, what what everyone forgets about is the consumables. A six hundred is going to chew through tires. Mm-hmm. Like you know, you might you might get a a track day or a couple track days out of a set of tires. You might get eight or nine. You know,
1: or even ra- yep. you know
0: two or three race weekends out of a set of tires on on a three hundred cc bike.
1: Yeah, and I think that you would have a lot more fun. You can get closer to the edge of performance on a 300 on a track than you can a 600. Yep. A 600 still is not that much slower than a full uh, big bore bike no. um, around a track. A 300, still, you can go phenomenally fast. I mean, they rally around corners. Yep. And I think it would be a lot more fun, even if it's slower on the straight. Who cares? Anybody can hold it wide open down a straight. Exactly. But to be able to really dig into a corner with a 300, I think would be cool, especially with a, you know, the the slightly narrower tires, and you know, you probably have a lot of ground feel, and I think it would be a lot of fun.
0: It was the point was really driven home to me oh, six weeks ago or so when I did a, a car track day for a school, and the the cars we were driving were were Dodges, but it was. A Hellcat Challenger, a Hellcat Charger, right? I mean, yeah. like 4,300-pound cars with 700 horsepower on a pretty tight track. It was at Gingerman, which is a 2 two mile track i think or Mm -hmm. just a little over with 11 turns um it's got a couple straights that you can put your foot down and that's great but you're hustling that thing so i would have much rather been you know dodge sponsored it and they don't have anything small so okay right but yeah that's where you see where uh you know an e36 bmw or a miata Mm -hmm. or an frs which aren't a lot of fun to street drive, especially if you don't have Canyon roads or curvy roads, like, like around me, they kind of suck because it's a lot of boring straight roads. Right. Right. But on a racetrack. Yes. Because like you say, you could drive that thing hard and yeah. really push it and l- learn where here it was kind of like, hold on tight. And like, if you, <laughs> if something goes wrong, you got 4,300 pounds, here wrestling.
1: I don't <laughs> yeah, care. I mean, exactly. the tires on
0: it were enormous, but still it was.
1: like Yeah. Was that's hard. a lot of weight to move around. Um, so yeah
0: on a on a on a track and I you know I know this from racing the 125s back in the day it was so much fun just to throw that thing where and place it wherever you want I'm like you didn't think you could make a corner and you just threw it in and you kind of like prayed a little bit as you went in but it was going to stick it was just yeah. it was great
1: and then also if you can uh you know race it in a class you know if you're not just doing open track day but you're actually running it around with people on the similar uh Size a bike, you'll have a better chance of, you know, riding with somebody, like finding somebody that's at your skill level, and mm-hmm. you'll, I think you have a lot of fun with overtaking. Versus on 600 cc bikes, it's tough really to ride them um, to their potential, and so you have some people on the track that are more capable than others, and so even if everybody were on the same bike on a 600 a cc class, you'll, you'll see a bigger spread of. Yeah. Uh, performance level yep. whereas on a 300 cc bike everybody will be a little bit closer to each other and a little bit you know have a little bit more competition and, and and so i think that that would add a lot of fun to it also
0: i mean yes you would probably see a bunch of newer younger right young, when i say younger i mean as far younger as far as track time riders on a 300 mm-hmm. 300 bike that may be not going but you'll probably see a lot more people who have a lot more time on a bike that have decided to this is more fun where like you said yeah. in the six hundred, like you get someone who's just like nineteen years old and just bought a bike and wants to go to a track day, you know. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> squirrel yeah. city. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so it was it was interesting to look at it. And you know, it's too much other things I got to get rid of as far as bills and other obligations in the next eighteen months that I've got to right. get paid down to before I could ever think about doing that. And then also um, how do you get the bike to the drive? I mean, I could probably use my wagon to tow because it wouldn't be a lot, but, yeah. you know. Yeah, V6, well, I even V6, just... Uh... V6 Mercedes station wagon, you know, with 170,000 miles.
1: Yeah. It's fine, <laughs>
0: but, you know, I don't want to be towing, like, 3,000 pounds with it, you know, 1,000 pounds or something, maybe, but still.
1: I was talking to my wife just a few weeks ago about the idea of just getting... pretty much getting out of riding on the road altogether. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I just don't feel like I do it enough to justify having a bunch of road going bikes, but, um, just exclusively track riding. And I might get to that point in the next couple of years where I don't really ride much on the road at all, if any, and just, uh, get to the track. And when I want to ride, just do a track day. Yeah. And that's, that's about it.
0: I would say the advantage you have over me is that, and you've talked about it in some of the trips you've taken is you can within probably 45 minutes find some really good roads where you're not going to see anyone for a while yeah so yeah in that sense that would be like okay i mean i could see keeping a street bike for for those kind of rides but how much are you actually riding on the street versus that same amount of time do you, you go to the track and how close are tracks and then i suppose you could do it make it a family affair because you could go camp at the track or whatever and yeah. do that on a weekend so it makes it yeah. more of a family it's a family event, but you know, whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah, and we've got a really good raceway. And I don't know if you've been to a Portland International Raceway, it's just a few miles from my house, and it's a really neat track. So
0: I've seen races from there, I've never been there.
1: Yeah, they, I think they, they used to do indie at the track, but they don't do indie cars there anymore. But um, it was the
0: old GI Joe 200 race
1: or something yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. I, how's that? Yep, yep. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's uh now they do just a ton of motorcycling events there. In fact, almost every weekend is a motorcycling related right. event. Yeah, so really motorcycle focused at cool. that track.
0: Yeah, the the one thing you when in working around race tracks for twenty five years you learn is that the big events which you think you have the track for, those are like. Billboard material, but where you make your money is like your day in, day out rentals and your club yeah. rentals and in corporate rentals and stuff like that. That's really where you make money as a track yeah. owner. So <laughs> just putting on a big event, you you rarely make money at or don't make that much money at because it's just yeah. everything that goes with it. Yeah. Um. There's a couple things that I, I, we talked about a little bit before the the show that you haven't had a chance to look at, but there's a couple good. Um, motorcycle.com videos out. Uh, one of them was a three way 13 K ADV bike, uh, challenge. It was the Ducati Multistrada nine fifty, the, um, Suzuki V 1000 and, Oh, and the BMW R nine T retro, uh, Dakar retro bike. The one that mm-hmm. looks like the original Dakar, original Dakar. Yep. bike. Um, and it was interesting because believe it or not the Ducati was the cheapest bike. <laughs> <laughs> not by much, yeah. but it was like how often can you say that in a in a comparison test that the Ducati is the least expensive bike.
1: Yeah, well when you're saying that 13k comparison and then the first bike you listed was a Ducati Multistrada It's like wait a minute, 13k comparison?
0: <laughs> yeah, it was like 13 I think it was like 12995 or something like that and hmm. uh yeah, I think they went to like 12. And then the BMW, of course, was over that because it had options. Yeah. Uh, and they said it was a cool – the BMW was like, if you're just going to ride around in town, like the BMW was great because of riding position and no windscreen and a bunch of suspension and stuff. Like, but God, does that bike look so good. Yeah. Um, but the, they actually gave it to the Suzuki because they said it wasn't the best at everything, but it was so close Uh, that it was like, it really was the best bike out of the bunch, which was kind of interesting. I was like, okay. Um, Then the other one that just, I think it just came out the other day, was the MV Agusta, whichever, whatever the 800cc um, naked bike is against the new... Yeah, the Brutale. Yep, the Brutale, the 800 Brutale, yep, against the new 765 Triumph um, Street Triple. Yeah. And... uh, apparently that new triumph is just the bomb really? It had 20 more horsepower made 20 more horsepower than the mv wow 120 yeah. 120 horsepower i'm like wow so but it was also a 13000 dollar motorcycle so mm-hmm. uh and the, and the and the mv was even more so uh it was just it's interesting to see just how far some of these bikes have come
1: yeah it, it is pretty remarkable
0: and that, and it goes to the, your point of like they were asked because the one of the one of the, the he's a new tester there. he has a I don't know if it's a thousand or eleven 1, hundred uh, Tuano. and he's mm-hmm. just like and even Kevin um, the the head uh, head guy there he's like uh, the V four Tuano is God's own voice <laughs> <laughs> yeah. or something to that something to that effect like yeah. it. so it's like is a thousand cc you know super naked really a good everyday bike well maybe not but yeah. when you have that note, right? And they were talking just yeah. about how much more practical these were on a day in day out basis and, and like we were talking about being able to ride it more to its to its level or to a higher yeah. level. So yep. it was uh it was pretty good. Yeah. So um, anything coming up for you? Any trips coming up?
1: I'm thinking about trying to do one last uh motorcycle ride before fall really hits. Um my wife's got about a week off at the end of September um, and I've got some free time, so I think I might try to take her on another trip before uh gets before it gets too cold and rainy uh so we'll see if that works out um if anything, we'll probably just ride to the cabin, but um kind of just depends on this fire that we got going on still sure um and then otherwise uh probably i need to uh i usually do a dirt bike ride trip in october. And I need to decide if that's something I'm going to do this year. I'm kind of on the fence about whether or not I'm going to go. It's just I did it a lot more before my kids were born. And, you know, now with the kids, uh, it's a little bit tougher. But uh, I've been so uh, my older son's two and a half. And I had always, you know, kind of thought that at three years old, that's about the time that I want him to start riding. And he already has a little dirt bike. He's got his little Honda 50. In fact, uh, he he had it before he was born. Uh, (laughs) I mean, that's how excited I was about him writing. So um, I've been thinking about you know the possibility of getting him started writing, um, at least you know trying to work it the throttle and see if you can reach the brakes and all that. So, um, I'll probably be working on that here pretty soon. So yeah, stay tuned for, (laughs) yeah, my son on a dirt bike, that should be pretty frightening, but watch the
0: watch for your videos on YouTube.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And Facebook. Yeah. So, but when he is, uh, you know, actually able to, uh, ride a little bit, you know, whether it's just kind of putting around in a circle then I'll probably start really getting back into the dirt biking trips and you know take the whole family. So sure, yeah, I've got two Trail Seventies, and you know, like I've been saying this whole episode, my wife uh, virtually has no interest in motorcycles whatsoever. Um, but one of the Trail Seventies, uh, both of them have road tires on them. I think I'm going to I'm put some dirt tires back on one of them. And just so, you know, she wants to kind of put around the trails, you know, where we go dirt biking, because they're all really pretty much flat. Uh, They're just kind of winding through a forest, but without a lot of elevation gain. Yeah. The Trail 70 would be perfect for her because she can, you know, put both feet completely flat. Uh it has very predictable power. <laughs> as it <in> none. None. <laughs> yeah, and it's an automatic. So yeah. I, I so I'm gonna probably convert one over for her use. Cool. Yeah. That would be fun. Yeah. Cool.
0: Alright, well that's probably a good uh good stopping point here. We're right about thirty minutes, so um people can find us where?
1: Uh Facebook and uh probably the yeah I don't know, i guess the 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 universe is probably the best place they can find us, really, yeah uh, I, but they, yeah facebook too,
0: yeah facebook dot com slash the false neutral i just the last couple of weeks of i've been playing catch up with a bunch of stuff at, with work and uh quarter quarter end and month end and whatever it's just a bunch of stuff going on, so about 10 o'clock at night i get to think about doing my own stuff and yeah. at that point i'm like eh. so yeah. the 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 page has suffered a little bit and that's why we've missed an episode or two of late so um so yeah and then uh hooniverse.com and i'll post some pictures for what we've talked about here today uh over there although most of you people know those bikes so that's fine and uh trying to do some stuff a little more regularly i've got a you know what your schedule is like a little bit more, and I got something mm-hmm. resembling, so we're going to try and schedule more stuff. And then uh, I did get a email from PR person we've been talking to, and uh, Jared Mees, who just won the uh, Dirt Track Championship. Uh, we're going to get him on the show, so um, that should be coming in the next uh, couple weeks. So I um, just got to coordinate Garrett and I and Jared on all that, uh, and the, the PR people, and just anyway so that will be coming up that's a done deal i know i promised the uh interview with the ducati dealer he hasn't got back to me on a couple different occasions so i just may yeah. have to run him down so that's i'm still going to try and make that happen but especially because he's literally three quarters of a mile up the street from me you <laughs> can walk there in 10 minutes um but anyway so that's uh that's what we got coming up so uh, make sure that you stay subscribed follow us on facebook And until we see you again next time, have fun, be good. Most importantly, keep it on two wheels. We'll talk with you soon. Bye-bye.